This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everyone, thanks for listening to the award-winning To Hallenbach podcast. I'm your host Nathaniel Witto and tonight I'm joined by Will, Joe and Ant. We're proudly sponsored by Old Zoological Bar and Kingfisher in Hull. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty fun podcast. It was a good one last time after two consecutive away wins, but now it's three consecutive away wins, all 2-1. Not sure how many of us truly, truly believed we were going to get three points, except Will, of course, was a 3-0 prediction away at Southampton, <laughs> but we did. So, uh, yeah, are we all we all feeling the you know feeling the the dream of Wembley? I mean, can make. I think I think three nil would have flattered Southampton. Certainly, certainly, yeah. Uh, he could have had three on his own. Yeah, pro- probably could have. And uh, I mean, I won't say it, but Azuri is the subject of tonight's podcast title. I would just like to say, say even even though it was my idea for the. Uh, for the gene uh, skill manoeuvre based pun for one of the last episode titles, I don't quite condone the uh, extreme um, title that we've gone for tonight. So uh, just uh, you know, putting that out there. Tigers on top uh, on Twitter for the suggestion. Coward yes, yes thanks for, thanks for Tigers coward. on top. So I, I know I'm a coward. You're just an innocent young little boy, still, aren't you? You, you, you don't understand these sort of things. Yeah, I, I don't even know why it's rude. I don't, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, he got his first goal pretty early on. Uh, Car value added a second, and we pretty much completely dominated. I'd say definitely the first half, probably the, ne- the next twenty or so minutes after that, going to the second half as well. 3-0 would have flattered um, Southampton. Uh, we'll just go around uh, the room. And is that the best performance we've had this season and under Lima Senior? Uh, I'd say it was, especially when you consider the calibre of the opposition too. Um, 
before, obviously, we'd been there. Southampton had won nine games on the bounce at St. Mary's. Um, they'd just been 20-odd games unbeaten, obviously, the loss the other day. But there's still only one loss in nearly 30 games. Um, oodles of, of Premier League talent in their squad. Um, you know, they're chasing automatic promotion and, and they're up there with the Leicester and Leeds of the league. So to go to their ground and put in such a commanding performance for, for such a duration on the pitch as well. And I mean, we had, we were that convincing that we turned their entire stadium against them quickly. I mean, this is a team that's lost one game in nearly 30 and they were booing their team off at halftime, um, which tells you everything. So yeah, I think just from from the top to the, to literally from, from the two false nines down to the back four, we were organised, we were pressed, uh, we, 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 well, we pressed really well. Um, the passing was 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 accurate. It was intense. We we sped it up. It was it was brilliant. It was really good. Minute one to ninety, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe, do you agree? I agree with everything Ant said. I said in my piece last night after the game that that is like that is to the letter the way Liam Rossini wants to play football in that first half. When we were working the ball forward from the back, it was exactly the way he wants to play because a team came came at us and didn't just sit back, which is not something we see every week. And then on the counter, we were quick, we moved the ball well. And, you know, like we said, it could have been a lot more. Philogene could have had uh could have had a couple. He could have squared it to two fan near the end to make it three one right after Southampton scored, which I think had all of us with Hearts in mouths thinking, Jaden, if we lose this now, oh my goodness. But he's Jaden Philogene and what can you do about it? We love him for being that way, so let's not change it. Carvalho was involved, his passing was brilliant. Seri was good, good game to bring him back in, good game to rest Morton as well. Zaruri first goal, like I said, he could have had a couple. Omer, by the way, loving him already, loving him already. Oh my God, what a player, what a player, because uh, I mean, I was just asking, or I wanted to ask, you know, how long before he's going to get his first start, and then, you know, yeah, maybe a bit of a risk um, playing him, you know, first start away at Southampton, big game, but yeah, he completely delivered, I thought, I mean, Seri, I mean, I know Lee's commented in there, that difficult to pick a man of the match, I might go Seri just because of the way he sort of led the press. And even though he's a CDM, was sort of playing as a false nine as well. I mean, and so were the defenders. They got up really high and it just seemed like Southampton didn't know what to do. Um, I'm sure that team's tried to press them before, but, you know, not only were we great, they were quite poor as well. So, we, you know, we made full, uh, took full advantage of that. I thought Slade um, was excellent mm. as well, just quickly. I thought he didn't put a foot wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. Um, I think we, you know, we've seen in recent weeks that the performances haven't been as good as the results. Um, this one where the result, three points, but we could have scored more. That's where we want to be, where we're, you know, finally seeing these attacking players um, sort of really thrive up front. Cavalio's second goal, Zuri's first goal for the club. Are we seeing, you know, hopefully next few weeks the best of that sort of attacking lineup? I like Zorori, but I feel like even in that game, he does everything right and then 
was still he's still missing that bit of confidence, I think, to stick the ball in the net. Hmm. I do think that now he's got his first goal, he, he'll 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 go from strength to strength now. And like Cavalio said in his post match interview, that the now that these lads have had um, you know, a few training sessions together, a few games, they're all starting to understand each other's movements and and play styles and where they want the ball and things like that. So those connections will form and we'll probably start to see the best of him. I think with Zorori's just a little bit guilty of overplaying at the minute. He does he, he does so well. He, his performances are good. And sometimes you just think, just pass it there. And he, he, he keeps hold of the ball too long. But no, I'm glad I got, got his first goal. I mean, because he's not played badly at all, really, in any games. It's just, like we say, he's, 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 he's similar to Philogene and he wants to take the elaborate approach to, to his attacking play. And obviously, now he's got his first goal. I think you'll, you'll start to see that confidence shine through a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Um, I mean, I don't really know what sort of questions to ask because it's just so overwhelming. I was waiting positive. for you. Well, I was waiting for you to go around the table and say, "Will, what did you think of it?" To be quite well, honest, what did you think of it? It was a bit shit, wasn't it? Really, I, I think we should have won by five or six. <laughs> Rosini out. Rosini um, out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, well, going into the game, it was interesting because I think everyone saw the team sheet and thought. Hmm, where's the strikers? Interesting. Ohio not on the pitch, not even on the bench. His selection is the reason that Rossini gave. Obviously, no he's playing a he's playing a a, a false nine, and you're wondering because City not the last few games have needed sort of an outlet up front who's sort of winning the long ball. But went into the game, and the, it seems we essentially remembered what Swansea did. And decided, you know what, we'll have a go at that ourselves. And our pressing game was just bang on. Southampton couldn't deal with it. And Southampton looked very leggy. I mean, they did have a chance early on when we, when Alsop could have maybe hit it long when he should have, when he played it short. Um, but outside of that, they didn't really have a sniff until like the proper sniff until like the 70 odd minute. Um, but what can you say about the performance? It was absolutely immense to a man. No one put a foot wrong, except for Traoria when he came on in the second half, he essentially gave away the ball for their goal. But even that, you, you can't have too much against him, really. Uh, yeah, to a man, I think you mentioned Seri, I think, as was mentioned as well, Slater. Slater just turned into prime Gattuso for that first half. Just would not let anything pass. But I think the man, if I had to pick a person in particular, it's it's Louis Coyle. Louis Coyle was absolutely the ultimate sort of captain's performance in that game. I think playing injured well, too. Yeah, playing injured. When hasn't Coyle played injured, to be fair? True, true. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, he, he's always getting knocks because he's so committed to the cause, isn't he? Yeah, it's usually to his I, nose. Usually it is his face, which I suppose in a boxing family... Maybe he's got a bit of toughness there in the face. But there was a point that was made on, on Radio Humberside last night as well, and I think it was Mike White who said it, who said, at the time when we played Ipswich and we lost 3-0, everyone was on about it saying, that's sort of the benchmark of what City need to do in terms of if they want to improve as a club. And I think last night was essentially us doing that and showing that we are capable of doing that already, which is a massive improvement looking for. And, I'm just so happy. It's just such a comfortable, yeah. confident form. I, I, I think to add to that, I think that's why, in even despite winning games, there's, there, there have been obviously comments where it's like, you know, the performance levels haven't quite been there because we know what this side's capable of with the amount of attacking talent we've got. 
And that first 45 minutes at Southampton shows you what this team can do and where the potential is. So if we've won five out of six games, where maybe in three or four of them we've not played to our best ability, how frightening is it how good this team can get? Do you know what I mean? Like when 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 it all's clear, I think now series back is a massive part of this puzzle. I think you people don't realise how much how important Seri is to this system, oh, and, and, and the the Southampton game proved it. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Seri's average position so high on the pitch. Like he was man to mark, he was man to man marking Smallbone. So wherever he went on the pitch, Seri followed, and he did it absolutely brilliantly. I mean, sometimes he was our most advanced player, and his his control on the ball. I mean. He was sold short by all sorts for one of the passes, which they almost uh, obviously scored from. But, you know, he makes so many passes a game that if Seri makes one poor pass, that's what people choose to highlight. If You're going to make one poor pass out of, like, what is it, probably 60 to 100 passes yeah. that he makes in a game. Um, but, you know, the, the, the 99% of the time, his passes are, are crisp, accurate, and he, he, he's that cog that links defence to attack and gets us going. And we've, we've missed that in recent weeks. I think Morton struggled trying to to take the responsibility of that role in recent weeks and we'll probably start to see that really good partnership that Seri Morton had again hopefully um obviously come in from the weekend onwards mm-hmm. i think the game as well showed uh obviously you won just that first half it was, it was a game that showed both sides of city's game where it showed that we can do that that Rossinia ball perfectly but it also showed that we still have that defensive grit to be able to take pressure and keep pushing it away. And like I said, the only chance, the only their goal came from a mistake. Outside of that, they didn't have many huge chances. They had one or two efforts, but nothing that massively troubled City after that, after the two mistakes of the game, which was the early one where also gave it away and the goal. Yeah, yeah, we defended pretty well. I mean, I think sometimes you see, or we conceded, we didn't get the clean sheet. But when you look at how much pressure Southampton put us, especially just the last few minutes, um, but you know, they've City have done that for the last few games now. They're probably used to it, and the sort of getting back into that sort of a rhythm that, that we saw at the back end of last season under a senior, where maybe we're not keeping the clean sheets, but defensively, you know, we're not conceding many goals. It's just one mistake here or there, and we've been a bit unlucky. Southampton was a deflection, um, Rotherham was a deflection, you know, so these sort of goals they're going in, but they're not really based on mistakes, whereas when we had that sort of tough period, which hopefully seems that we're beyond, uh, we were conceding goals that were really sloppy, whereas now there's sort of just a bit unlucky on our, our end. But uh, first win at Southampton since 1951, Enchep said that that's the benchmark. I mean, it's a massive result, not just you know historically, but for the season. It puts us clearly three points ahead of seventh because it was a game well, in hand. I'd, I'd put out a tweet saying, like, when we last won in Southampton, we had players like Ray Carter and Billy Bly, Viggo Jensen, uh, even Don Revy back in the South. How long ago it was? It's just another It's another world away. It's meant Who? to let it took that long. <laughs> I'm just playing into the whole, oh, Nathaniel was young and doesn't understand anything before 2000. Even a young child should know that Ray Carr should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I I know that. Well, that will I agree. Every year he's my vote. Every year mm-hmm. until David Marley gets nominated, and then I'm voting for him. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, that's the benchmark now, isn't it? We didn't play well against Swansea. We didn't haven't played massively well the last few games. But if we can do that against Southampton, they've got to be at that level for the next games. In the next one against West Brom, then Preston. 
but I mean, then it's because Leicester I think again. I think that's our best tactic, you know. I, I think that with with the attacking talent that we've got, mm. if you can start games with that intensity and just literally try and score two or three goals, get yourselves in front, then you can kind of afford to sit back the second half with you know when you've got tired yeah. legs and whatnot. City should the, the have been against Millwall. The, the problem's been in recent weeks that we go one nil up and then just kind of take our foot off the gas. We don't we don't we don't force the issue and try and score a second goal to kill it off. We we were happy to to sit on a one nil and then you know when you're just defending for 45 minutes one lapse of concentration one lucky goal that's it you, you you win's gone but if you're two or three ahead it's harder to bring back like it showed at Southampton I just think we should just be held for leather for 45 minutes and then just just get out of sight and hold it off but obviously football's not that simple I mean you look at the players we've got Cavalier, Philogene, Zorori um, if we'd have had the lap in this team I mean, just you know the, the potential's insane um, Omer like looks an absolute that, acquisition yeah. as well Go on, Joe. We might still have the lap in this team, yet. Yeah. We might have him for a couple of games at the end of the season, yeah, which might be very vital. I'll blitz the playoffs. Easy. Easy. Well, it won't be easy, but uh, yeah. I mean, I said last episode just before the game that we're in a good position. We're in an even better position now. I mean, it's going to be very tough, but um, I mean, I, I mean, I joke about it being 9-0 or, or 8-0 or whatever I said. I didn't really believe in them, but <clears throat> I think Coward. the fact, yeah, but the only bad thing about the game was that we didn't win by more when we're playing away at Southampton. We've had that great uh, uh, sort of unbeaten run, which I know ended recently, but yeah, but pretty still incredible. Won 12 in a row at home, though, so there was still an mm. immense run at home. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Lee Walker saying automatic promotion still possible. It's if still possible every, if we win every game because we've got to play the teams above us still mathematically so maybe impossible but um, well will maybe, that is daring to dream you're going to predict that we're going to win every single last game so yeah, yeah. we've got to believe in them haven't we we've got to believe in them um yeah i mean i think if we had to liam delap or just you know if because yeah we were complaining that higher wasn't playing sharp wasn't playing if we had a striker that was fit I mean, hopefully Connie's probably going to be back quite soon. Then, yeah, I think this team could get better and better. But I, I, I agree that because we tried to do that against Millwall, we could have probably should have had a few more, did that against Southampton. Hopefully we can start getting these games off a bit early because winning by one goal uh, can be a bit stressful. I think it was, was it the Cardiff game December last time we won a game by one more than one goal. So mm. it's not good for the heart, but... Um, I mean, Lee Walker says 13 games to go, left to dare to dream, hopefully 16. Joe, what are your thoughts on whether we're going to get playoffs or not? I did a poll, I think about 85% after Southampton said they believe. So uh, how are we looking after you know the game? What I'll say is, beat West Brom, we give ourselves every chance. A result against Preston around us, Coventry around us, we need to make sure that if they take points off us, we take points off them as well and just draw even it out. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. that is fine. You know, we've still got to play. Looking at the table, we've still got Leicester, Leeds and Ipswich to play. One of the three I care about more than the other two. And I Ipswich. think... Ipswich, oh, yeah. 
Yes, of course, always. Uh, love Sonny Aluko. Um, no, always. But being, being serious, let's, let's be honest. We all know it's the Leeds game. And that's one that because it's because it's Leeds, we'll want to go to their place and we'll want to we'll want to win it. And if we do the that, place that they're unbeaten at still all season it would be a terribly whole city thing to do to go there and win. To be fair, Troy Ray last minute winner. Oh my, that's that's his redemption. I'd forgive him. I'd forgive I would him for that miss. I would absolutely forgive him. Um, I think we've we've put ourselves in a brilliant position at the minute mm-hmm. and I think we're only going to get stronger as Seri coming back in as Delap gets closer to fitness and hopefully we get him back Connolly getting back to full fitness I think like I said I think we've given ourselves every chance yeah and we had to make that um, game in hand pay and um, I mean I, I, about a month ago, when we, uh, I was saying that we were in a good position, or just a few weeks ago, I think early, early this month, um, that then we have the game in hand because of the FA Cup situation. I think, uh, yeah, I was feeling quite confident, but now they've actually gone and properly won it, got that three-point buffer. It's not as many as it should be, but yeah, I think um, West Brom's going to be another massive game. Will just how massive is the West Brom game? Is it is it just thirteen cup finals till the end of the season? Well, you have to treat every game as it arrives, don't you, really? It's the only way to properly do it. Um, but it is going to be massive. It would have been, if, obviously he's asking a lot, if Plymouth had held uh, West Brom in midweek, it, there was a chance technically to go four points clear of West Brom, which would have been mental, thinking about a week ago before we were playing Rotherham. Uh, but it's a chance to uh, solidify our position in the playoffs and create a gap between us and the... Not necessarily crept in us and West Brom, but a gap between us and seventh place, which is the most important thing. Yeah, that's three points. And I mean, of course, we'll go above West Brom. That'll be good. But yeah, that's the one. Our goal difference is decent, but it's like teams like Norwich have just an infinitely better goal difference. Uh, well, mm-hmm. Coventry as well. We need to we need to up our goal difference a lot more to sort of steady ourselves. Mm-hmm. We discussed this and- the other night, though, didn't we? It's you know, if we keep winning games, though, that will. Only naturally, yeah. We've just got to make sure that we're winning those games by instead of one, two, three plus. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, I mean, it'll I think be... it's, it's 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 just staying in games, isn't it? Look, we're going to play. We, we've got a really really tough running when you look at it, but the next few games are so important. Like this month coming up, 
Um, if if we're not going to win those games like your Coventry's and your West Broms, then don't lose them. Do you know? Come away from the games with something. Um, keep ourselves in the mix just for as long as possible and get into there because. You know, if we beat West Brom on Saturday, make that six wins out of seven, four wins on the bounce, you know, uh, jump up to fifth. Um, Mentality-wise, it could do so much for the squad. Um, and you, you're looking at, I mean, I, I really fancy us to do the double over Leicester as well, you know. Um, the, <laughs> the Yorkshire's been a bit of a buggy side, uh, buggy region for them um, this season. Obviously, Borough leads right. us. We've, we've all taken points off them. So, um, it's just, uh, I think, the destiny's in our own hands, isn't it? We've got to... No. We've just got to focus on our own game, our own results. Don't look at what, you know, don't worry about what the other teams are doing. Just just focus on winning as many points as we possibly can get and getting in that top six. Because I think that once we finish in the top six, we've as good a chance as anybody in, in that playoff position to, to get promoted. And I mean, you look at, I, I look at the mentality side of things and you look at your Ipswich and your Southamptons and your Leeds is that if they miss out on automatic promotion and they have to settle for the playoffs, they go into it with a negative mindset because they didn't want the playoffs. They wanted to go up automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, obviously, that's what the playoffs is what we were aiming for. So, you know, motivation-wise, it's, it's a bit different. So, it's just we've just got to just just keep going, just game by game, especially the teams around us. Just just stay in it, take something from them, uh, keep going. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Attitude. I mean, with the goal difference thing, I. Basically, just think you know you need to focus on the results. Obviously, scoring more goals is helpful, but you know, and, and it's a lot easier to watch as a fan. But I think the main thing is just try and get those results over the line. And um, yeah, I think if we beat West Brom at, at the moment, I'm feeling like it's about uh, before Southampton. It was fifty-fifty because I think there were two places available with uh, fourteen games to go. West Brom being one point ahead is sort of negligible. Um, so it's either you know us, West Brom, Norwich, or Coventry at the moment. It feels like maybe fifty-five, and if we beat West Brom, you know we're above them. We're in pole position until the end of the season in fifth, and um, hopefully a few more points above seventh as well. But uh, it's probably too early to be thinking about the permutations. But six wins from thirteen to get us to seventy-two points is probably going to be enough. That feels doable to me, but. It'll probably be more six wins and then don't lose to Coventry, don't lose to West Brom, don't lose to Preston. Because we've not drawn in a while, but I guess so long as we keep winning, we're not going to mind. I think we're on the longest drawing. streak in the league without drawing. I think it's 16, 17 games or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Back back That's... when 1-1 one, one was the safe bet for a result. Yeah. Now it's now it's 2-1. <laughs> Well, talking about draws, um, Alex has commented there, hopefully Swansea won't come back to haunt us. I don't know if the Swansea match will. It'll probably just be more all the draws think, we had early I in the year. I when think when you get to the end of the season, you can't look back on a specific result, really. You've got to look at it as 46 games. Cause, yeah, you'd more look at like your QPR away and games like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, there's plenty the of times that... you can look at where you might have got away with it and got a point and times where you didn't get away with it or you were robbed robbed in 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 parentheses there's always bits like that you've got to look at it as a whole rather than as individual moments i mean if it gets if it's something like i mean i suppose if it's something like when uh watford beat leicester in the playoffs with the last minute counter-attack on the that that's maybe fair enough to say that moment but when it's yeah. something that happened like 
five months earlier in a midweek match. It's a bit... Maybe. Uh, for me, it would be just the uh, four or five games we didn't win at home earlier in the year. Due with Plymouth, Coventry, Leeds, the other one, Bristol. For me, it would be yeah. just sort of not pulling away when we were in better form. But we yeah, got anything could happen. At home. Yeah. yeah we we should have lost that game last few minutes. It, it could honestly well be... Uh, conceding 95th minute to Norwich on the first day if it's them who pip us to sixth. Uh, I was talking about this all the way last night that. when I was watching the game and mm. we were mentioning about how the referees have changed. You remember when they started the season and they were adding on like shed loads of time for time wasting and they were giving instant yellows for any any kind of dissent and for crowding the ref and for, you know, for doing anything that wasted time in terms of like moving the ball away or something like that. They've stopped doing that. And realistically, if you're going to bring in rule changes in a season, it should start, it should stay for the full season. And then if you want to change it, change it next year. Because we lost that game at Norwich, literally in like the, what was it, the 111th, 12th minute or something like that. And because they've, oh, they've stopped... I'm not bothered about the time. It's the fact it wasn't a corner. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, there is that. Obviously, it was a glaring error. But, but the point being that now they don't add on that amount of time. So, like, if, if, if they were sticking to what they're doing currently, we'd have never conceded in that time because the game would have finished. Mm. And it's unfair that, I mean, I said a few weeks ago or the last episode, even though you play a team twice in a season, you don't really play the exact same team. If we were playing, I mean, we played Huddersfield after they'd just gone on a better run of form with a manager, whereas when we played Darren Moore, the same squad, pretty much exactly the same, 11 or maybe eight, nine players, but completely different match. Yeah, the, um, the most recent one yeah. actually tried to play football. And they, at, at the MKM, they did not. Joe Edwards has been sacked by Millwall today, hasn't he? Yep. And uh, obviously well, Michael Beale got, got Martin Orders the other day too. That Michael Beale stuff, of that, of that whole Twitter account and stuff, that's so weird. See, yeah, that was no uh, one brought Neil friend. Harris back as well. Yeah, he's, that, he's, yeah. I've been not I've been this so season, annoyed he's managed in league. It, this season, it's really weird. I don't know if it's ever happened before, but Neil Harris has managed in League Two, League One, and the Championship in the same season. I would be so annoyed if I was a Cambridge United fan because they're doing okay, they were all the way doing okay under Neil Harris, and now he's gone. Mm. Yeah, um, oh, I mean. Best wishes to Tony Mowbray, who's been taken ill at the moment. But that does mean we are going to play Birmingham with four different managers this season, yeah, which is crazy. an interesting fact. No, it can't have because it's, it's rare you play a, it's a, rare a replay situation for it to happen. Yeah, because they haven't sacked Mowbray, so he's had to go away on leave. Mm. Yeah, because it would be rare that you get a, a, an FA Cup replay against a team in your own division to begin with. And yeah. then to sack two managers is not that rare, but and then uh, of course caretaker and then a different caretaker. So I mean, you could um, play a team. Yeah. I mean, you, could, you could you could technically play a team six times if you got them in the league cup semi-finals as well. But that's if you were a league two team, could you play them well, nine I mean, times? Championship clubs. But if you, if you if you were a League Two team, you'd get the semi-finals, or was it just one leg for um, 
the Papa John's. You could play them in the group stage. You could play a team eight times in a season, I think. I think that would work. And then if you were a League Two team in Europe, you could play them about 12 times. too far now. <laughs> I feel like we've gone Sorry. on a tangent, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> City being very, 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 very good very result. Good. Easy three points. Uh, someone's we're commented. <laughs> well, I feel like if you know, if we don't go up this season, we've got a very good chance at having another push. You know, maybe just slightly higher up the season next year. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the club is in a very strong position at the moment. Um, Lee's commented in, start with the same team as last night. I think that's tempting, but we played that way specifically because of the way Southampton play. West Brom at home, different sort of game. Maybe you want a more physical presence up front. Um, and I think Morton, if he's fit, Slater's played well, but Morton's so good. He's got to be alongside Seri. But uh, Will. Two fans have dropped him as well. It's harsh on everyone at the moment, but it's a, a team game. Joe, what, what would you do with the lineup then? Now, I see that if it ain't broke, don't fix it argument. But you look at the team that West Brom played last night uh, against Plymouth. And at the back, they had their two centre-halves, Cedric Keeper and Eric Peters, with Semi-Ajay coming off the bench. Mm. I don't think Abdush will be able to physically compete with those two. I don't, big, think, I don't think Billy Sharp will be able to either, although he might be able to physically, but not in terms of pace and stuff like that. And I, it, we saw what happened with him up against Shane Duffy, who, you could, who it could be argued is a similar sort of player in terms of height, big presence, that kind of thing. So I think it's got to be either Ohio or Connolly up there. And then yeah. Morton's got to come back in, but can you drop Slater? There's two fans as well. The midfield is just a headache and I'd rather not like think about... I'm, I'm glad I'm not in Liam Rossini's position having to pick between... Well, to pick two of Seri, Slater, Morton. Two fans. <laughs> to go yeah. alongside... One of Cavalier or Irma, I, I, it's a great problem to have, but it's such a headache for him. But that's why he's paid the money to choose, I suppose. Yeah, it'll be. He'll say it's a good headache to have, though. Uh, Will, what changes would you make, if any? I mean, I personally, based on the first, I won't make any changes if they're all if they're all fit enough to play. Because mm -hmm. I want us to play like that, hopefully for the rest of the season, really. Want to be playing at least in the first half, so I won't make any changes. Which I maybe maybe happens to play Morton, but mm. Seri played so well and Slater played so well. I don't think you can justify dropping either of them. I don't think you can justify dropping any of that attack, and I don't think you can justify dropping any of that defence. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Ant, would you make any changes, or uh, you're going to go with Will? Uh, I mean. We all say don't change a winning team in that, but obviously he changed it um, from Huddersfield to this one and, and it won again. So I'm, 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 it's he's picking teams based on the opposition, which I think is the best way to approach every game, um, depending obviously what the opposition offers. He knew that Southampton were going to try and 
dominate possession and, and we needed players that were going to be mobile, um, good on the ball, technically good, um, you know, into, into, good, good at those little interplay passes on the edge of the box as well to keep possession. Like he's obviously gone for Omer and, and Cavalio to that instead of a high, who's probably more of a physical presence if we wanted to go long. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd be tempted to 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 play the same team um, with it being at home against a similar side, West Brom, like us and Southampton. In in the case of they want to keep the ball and play out from the back and whatnot, but I, I think we matched them at their ground too, and we were unlucky to come away. I think three one really flat West Brom that day. Um, so with home advantages time round, um, I'd be tempted to put a striker on just with us being at home and needing to score more goals. But like I say, I wouldn't be happy. Uh, I wouldn't be unhappy if he if he played the same eleven. I think I might just be a coward again and say that I'm happy to go with what Rosinha chooses because I think you know not well, playing a striker yeah, against Southampton worked. He's a he manager. Um, the only player that I I would maybe think to bring in because um, Joey has talked about the. Uh, you know, physicality needed up front with Ajayi and uh, Peters and Kipre um, would be Ohio. But if Ohio's not in the squad, not even on the bench against Southampton on the Tuesday, I'm not sure Rossini is then going to go and choose him on the Saturday to start in a big game. I, don't so, know, I, I think he's more likely to be on the bench on Saturday because he wasn't on the bench on Tuesday, personally. Perhaps, because it is a different game. But yeah, the only change I would ever consider making would be, uh, you know, I'd want him to be able to play, but I just think Amur, the whole thing was that it's going to take him quite a while to get used to it. I just think... Well, he's quite used to it a lot quicker than this, anyone. Well, yeah, but I just think fitness-wise, is he going to be able to play You know, another hour after playing on the Tuesday night? I don't know. Um, you know, you don't want to force him to play him and get him injured like we've had a few other signings come in and do that. So um, maybe maybe too fan because he's sort of bigger physical presence than Amur, but not Ohio. Uh, but yeah, Ohio being on the bench, I wouldn't be surprised at. But I just hope we win the game. Don't care what happens. Hope we win the game. Move One up nail is going off someone's ass. That's fine by me. That'd be great. That'd be great, pretty much. Um, so I know we did our predictions for the West Brom game before the Southampton game, but it might have changed our minds. So as the host, I'm going to be generous. And I'm going to, you know, use the power of me being the mega, ultra, supreme Lord host or whatever. Um, well, well, we'll start with Joe. Do you want to change your prediction for the West Brom game? I can't remember what my prediction was. Oh, well, just, just do a new one. Then, yeah. <laughs> um, two, one again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to City. Yes, of course. Do you want goal scorers? Oh, go on. Go on. Treat us. Why not? All sop break. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we'll go Imagine. for... We'll go for... Philogene and... Carvalho. Oh, bold choices. I know. Bold I mean, choices. Essential choices. Same scoreline as the last three and two who scored in them. Yeah, uh, and um, you went on the last episode, so prediction. Um, it's gonna be a really close game. Um, I really fancy us to win just with that Southampton win. I think it's put a bit of wind in our sails, so I'm gonna go 
we just can't seem to keep a clean sheet. I'm going to go for the same score as the last three games and plus to win 2 1. Yeah. Go scorers end. Um, for the Gene and who? <laughs> um, he didn't score against no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go left field. I'm going to go Giles to get one. And Ooh, I like that. Giles and Philogenia. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, well, he only got an assist against Arlington, so he's got to get back to the goal. Yeah, he's due a goal, isn't he? Well, uh, I mean, I'm giving you the chance to change, but I know you won't. Well, I mean, if I was going to change it, I'd only be increasing the score. So... <laughs> Uh, no, I'll stick with the classic 3-0 that I've bored everyone with up to this point. Uh, Do you want to go goal scorers? Philogene uh, yeah, and uh, who? Uh, no, not, I don't think Philogene's going to score, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll go against the grain, just because everyone else has said it. No, uh, I think uh, Alfie Jones is going to bang one in from a, a, a corner that's poorly taken. Uh, <laughs> I think... I'm hoping... If he is fit and he does start, a mayor finally gets the goal. His performances are so far to say that'd be very, very nice. And, uh, ooh, Cavalier. Nice. Sounds good. Sounds good. Neil Ruiz says Hull 2 1, Emer and Morton. Uh, Liam Smith says 2 0, Hull. I mean, I'm liking all the wins. I mean, yeah, I, I think I'm not going to change my prediction. I defensively still not sure, but. We might get some goals, so I'll go 2-1 as well. And I'm going to go, uh, of course, Philogene. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Philogene and Amur sounds good. I, I like the sound of that. I but like I think um, I might go Philogene and Zaruri, though, because I think Zaruri plays for Burnley. They, I'm thinking of Aston Villa. The Aston Villa yeah, you're not close at all. You just see that's Clara enough of a reason. The color of Clara, and you thought, oh, they, they must be one of those. That's Scunthorpe. Yeah, There's plenty um, of teams that wear that. Zaruri and two Philogene assists. That's I think what I'll go for. I would say as well, I think if City, obviously, we're all predicting a win, but if City said Drew, I don't think that would be anywhere near the end of the world. It'd be a fantastic result. No. As well, because I mean, you've gone into this week asking if you've gone into this week asking against Southampton and West Brom for a win and a draw, you'd have taken it, you'd have taken four points from those two games, of course. Yeah, doesn't matter, it's which just, way you'd have probably it. expected it if you was going to guess to come the other way around if it was to happen a draw at Southampton and a win against West Brom. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'd still be uh one point behind fifth and we'd still be sixth, can't complain about that with uh. 12 games to go after that, so uh, yeah. By the way, Nathaniel, you could have done your Aston Villa-West Brom link with Philogene. Oh, Don't yeah. ruin his heart now. Don't break it now. He's so I young. could have done that. I could have done that. Okay, Philogene and Zaruri. Does, does that work? It's not a bad guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like two of the four now. attackers will score. I was tempted for Morton to uh, as a goal scorer because I feel like he's due a goal as well. You know what I would love to see personally as well, not just a mayor, because uh, it's his first game back since the African Cup of Nations. If Seri somehow managed to score, finally score a goal that didn't deflect wildly into the air on his debut, uh, if he just scored an actual goal, it'd be very nice on his return. I'd like it if he scores. 
I'd like it if he scored a goal that deflected miles up into the air and went in. <laughs> they all count. Nah. I'd just like mm. him to not put a shot from 20 yards into Rose Ed, to be honest with exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Hit, hit the target at least, John. Anytime he gets near the box, he thinks he's playing rugby. Like it's it's horrendous. When, when, I do find it funny when it, whenever he gets near the box of the ball and everyone shouts, shouts shoot, as if we haven't been shown up to this point that whenever he shoots, it goes nowhere near the goal. Like he's a great but you player. You just know that but... one time he'll do it. One time he'll do it, and it'll ping right in the top corner. He is a great but... player, but he is genuinely awful at shooting, and I hope he doesn't. Like everyone else is saying, shoot, no. I said it watching the game. I said it watching the game last night. I went, oh, go on, have a dig. When Seri brought the ball down and then said to my dad, actually, it's Seri, no, don't. And then he immediately yeah. put it. He, he put must it be one of the worst strikers of a ball I've ever seen. But he's, it's, the it's anti, so funny. he's the anti-Robert Corrin. He's the opposite. I, I, I will always shout shoot if he's in and around the box. Because like Will he's said, like one time it's going to arrow into the top corner like an absolute laser beam and we'll love it. <laughs> How can he be so just class on the ball? Because the, he's finesse. So Seri's game is all about it's all about precision and accuracy. So with Seri, it's 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 nice, calm, caressed passes. So if he tried to sort of pass it to the top corner, he'd probably score. But when he gets <laughs> in that position, he, he decides to try and rifle it with his laces, and yeah, that's clearly not his style. Curl it into the top corner. Yeah, he work. needs to get onto a corner of a box and just try and literally just whip it into the far corner like he was crossing or passing the ball and he'd probably score. Yeah, quite right. Quite right. Um, do we have anything else to mention about the West Brom game or shall we, you know, just like the three points we had in Southampton, wrap it up? Um, as 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 uh, Lee said, Lee Walker said on the comments, it needs to be a sellout. Again, it's on Sky. And people are like, oh, it's on Sky, so I'll watch it. Uh, no, go and watch the game in, in the stadium. It's just in an infinitely better experience. It's support the team. I mean, it was a good, it was a decent turnout that went down to the game last night. Fair play to them all. And we went on that a stupidly long journey. It's not even the longest I'll do this season. Will, how much did you pay David? 20 quid. <laughs> <laughs> and the context is that uh, David's just commented in a lovely comment about how how uh, knowledgeable we are. So uh, I imagine Will that's is. where the, Will the bribe don't take it, don't the take bribes it. have come in. Get away from Will. It wasn't all of us. I got Let Will have his at work today. Someone said I did a good job. I don't nice. get much. I don't get much in this world. And then you young people turn up and try to take <laughs> it from us. Unbelievable. Bloody snuff yeah. Before the elder abuse uh, persists, Will and <laughs> Joe, thanks for coming on. Another solid podcast and looking forward to another three delicious three points on Saturday. And then celebrating it as it's my birthday on Sunday. So send me lots of extra abuse on Sunday via email and text and tweets and Snapchat and all the lovely stuff you do Will, interacting with the podcast. You'll finally be able to wear, you'll finally be able to buy an energy drink from the shop then, will you? <laughs> I will. I will finally be able to buy an energy drink, but I won't because energy drinks, um, you know, all that sugar is really bad for you. I'm just going to go and finish off this Coca-Cola and um, Mauram sort of pinball sweets. Um, But yeah, don't don't go any near. Don't go near energy drinks. Is that Will's older than me? 
Boss? Not Will. Nathan- oh my God, my brain don't like <laughs> We're all saying, just confused with like, uh... <laughs> Forget I ever said anything. We can do that. We can do that. But yeah, we'll see you on Sunday night. So thanks for listening. Bye-bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.